Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your peace. How we love you, Lord Jesus. How we love you. So grateful for your presence. So grateful for your love. Praise God. I wanted to sing that song before I taught you this morning uh, because I'm thinking about the way my mama loved me. Uh, you know, I, wasn't there a song like that? My mama loved me. She loved me. Uh, I, I won't sing right now. But uh, uh, how many would say that sometimes, even when I don't deserve it, I get loved? Did anybody say that? Anybody agree? Like, mama loved me anyway. And we tell you this. Uh, you know, maybe you're new. I don't know where everybody's relationship with this is, is in Jesus. But can I tell you that we love you? Can I tell you that God loves you? I love you right now. And I know you might be going through some difficult times, but God's love is an eternal thing. He loves you where you are. He loves you while you're a sinner. He keeps chasing you down. Somebody thank God for the, the chasing Jesus, the chasing love of God. So I want you to embrace that. And I'm thinking um, as we do it, I think mamas, somebody thank God for mamas and the Mamas of Freedom Fellowship, the way they've been faithful. I'm thinking about some that I really want to reach out to. Some of my seniors, you know, like Tootsie, we love you so much. And uh, Jan and others over the years just been so faithful. And, and, and uh, I'm going to miss somebody. I'm going to stop trying to remember everybody's name. But we love you so dearly. And even if you're watching at home today, we want you to know that our love is right there with you. And we're standing with you guys. Uh, but uh, we have some moms I ought to mention from first service winning, uh, uh, I believe, what, what do we got, Grubhub gift cards? Is that what it is? Grubhub gift cards are coming through the email to your house. That's right. Uh, Vivian, uh, she won first service. Naftali, she won. And Janice Seawood also won in the first service. Praise Jesus. And in third service, are you ready? Carrie, that's right, Carrie Rubenow. Your name was drawn. And uh, Katie, uh, Katie Brooks, your name was drawn. Hallelujah. I see you dancing right there in your house. And Maureen, your name was also drawn. All of you will be receiving emails with Grubhub gifts, gift cards so you can take a day and instead of cooking, you can have somebody else bring the food to you. Let's hear it for all of those who uh, emailed in. Congratulations. Congratulations. I was thinking about love and how God loves us, and um, I uh, am thinking about somebody that's pretty important to me, like everyone else. You're thinking about your mama. Now, I know that, you know, kind of like Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, people have had difficult experiences in parenting. I want you to know, I get that, uh, but God has a way of providing healing and comfort. I'm so thankful, so thankful for my mom. Uh, Mary Hawker, uh, she's been gone since uh, January 31st, 2003, when she left this earth and went to her heavenly reward. I miss her. I miss her every day, and I'm constantly reminded of her strength and her love and the way that she blessed my life. Her name is Mary. Mary is one of my favorite names, specifically because of my mother, but there are other Marys. So today, I'm going to steal a title for this message. I want to talk to you from the topic, There's Something About Mary. Now, some of you immediately going back to a movie that you might have heard of or watched at some time in your life, and I understand that's a pretty crazy movie and a lot of fun, but I'm not recommending that. I'm just saying that I know that that exists. 
I want to talk to you about some other Marys. I want to talk to you about uh, three Marys out of the Word of God in John chapter 19, verse 25, standing near the cross where Jesus, standing near the cross where Jesus' mother, Mary, his aunt Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. Three Marys. Anybody ever find somebody that has your same name, pronounces it like you, that sort of thing? It's just kind of fun. My name was kind of one of those uh, names that, you know, in my era when I was growing up, everybody's naming their kids Ricky. I think uh, uh, Ricky Nelson was pretty popular at that time. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of Rickies out there who were born during around the same time that I was born. Uh, but I want you to think these three ladies coming together, the closeness of them. And I like, I, I like the translation that one of them was Jesus' mother. The other is her sister-in-law. In other words, her, Jesus had an Aunt Mary. Unless you're, you know, from other areas in the country, Aunt Mary, okay? So I had an Aunt Mary, and then there was another lady, the three of them that were close, the third, which is Mary Magdalene. Uh, and you remember their stories, you remember some things about them. Three women of God, I love that there's something about every one of these ladies. There's something about all of them. One, of course, is, is, is Mama, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Doesn't she have a story? I'm going to reach back and speak to that, but I think... We spend some time talking about the story of Mary and how the Lord, the, the Father, selected her specifically for this task. But then you got, you got Jesus had an aunt Mary. I don't know what he called her, but, but Mary, the wife uh, of Cleopas. And it is said that two of, uh, of her sons, one was perhaps Simon the Zealot, another was Jude. Uh, these guys uh, must have been some interesting fellows to to uh, be close to, but both of them became great leaders uh, within the church. Both of them, history tells us, both of them died for their faith. Uh, but Mary, the sister-in-law, is very close. Isn't it good, ladies, to have friends? Can I get a thank God from my buddies and my friends, from the ladies? Good to be close together. Uh, Diana fielded some questions on, uh, uh, the, from the ladies uh, in the ladies' groups on Zoom groups here, Freedom, and they were talking about certain issues that they had. Some of them, it's like time. How do you how do you deal with all of the time? How do you deal with it? And uh, I, I asked my own wife. I said, "Do you remember when we were young? Did you have did you spend a, you know take time for yourself?" And you know, and she confessed to me. Dinah confessed. She didn't have much time for herself. She was always busy taking care of the kids and taking care of her oldest kid, me. And uh, but. Uh, she always. She also talked about. She told me about how she liked the evenings. You know, after the kids, we would pray with the kids and put them to sleep, and then we'd have some time just to relax and to talk and take care of other things. And and I don't think that uh, uh, that's enough for everybody. I mean, sometimes people need more time. Like, ladies, am I right? Do you need friends? Thank God for FaceTime. Thanks, thank God for Zoom groups. Thank God for that and for a telephone call. You need some time. You need some people. And I love this, that it seems like Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary, her sister-in-law, seem to be buddies because there are some people, there are some friends that will stick by you in difficult times, who will stand with you when it's not popular to stand with you. And the third is Mary Magdalene. Now, God had done so much. The Lord Jesus had done so much for Mary, she could not 
She could not stay away. The Lord had set her free. She had become such a close part. She and other women were very involved in supporting the ministry of the Lord Jesus during those days. But Mary Magdalene had a past. Got any ladies that have a past? I know maybe it's not popular to talk about it, but, but sometimes people have a past. And Mary had that kind of a past. I mean, there's no telling the things that she might have done. Uh, there, there's so much that is suggested by it. But she was set free from demonic power. The Lord Jesus had set her free. And she was a firm follower of the faith, uh, even after the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. So, so the other thing that interests me about Mary Magdalene is that there's no history that she ever had any children, but she was strong in the faith. She was still a spiritual mother. So we have three, these, three, these three women who are great women of God, and all of them have the same name, Mary. And there is discussion, much discussion, about the name Mary. Is it the, Hebrew, the Greek Hebrew of the equivalent of Miriam? Is it the name bitterness? But, but I, I think that the name Mary might have some of its history, uh, if you study the etymology of it, all the way going back to Egypt, and specifically that the name, uh, the, the beginning of the first part of the name uh, means to love, to be loved, or to love, and then the last uh, letter, Yah, uh, was probably from the Hebrew, the divine name of God, Yahweh. Uh, so, so the name could very well be defined, one who loves God and one who is loved by God. I like that, don't you? Mary's reputation is that she loved God and she's loved by God. There's a lot of Marys in the house. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them, a lot of women that I've met in my life who love God and who are loved by God. Strong women of God who love the Lord Jesus, who've made an impact upon our lives. I'm also thinking of the scripture that they were close to the cross. These three, three women were close to the cross as Jesus died. And when I'm considering that they were close to the cross, I'm also thinking about where are all these guys at? Now we find out that John, the beloved, is there, but these women, it's like they like broke through. They pushed past the guards and they pushed past all of the crowd and they got to it. They got to a place. Think about this. These three who loved Jesus so much were able to stay in that place. I'm not saying they did not grieve. Some would say they didn't grieve. I believe that they grieved. I, I believe that they shed heavy tears and cried out on behalf of the Lord Jesus. I, I believe that. But they fought through, past their emotion, past their pain, past their difficulty, and stayed at the cross. Don't think that because they were there, they did not struggle, that they did not have to overcome their fears. They just kept moving forward, which reminds me to tell you today, no matter who you are, brothers and sisters, you must trust Jesus all the way to the cross. All of us sometimes go through difficult times in our life. And when I say cross, 
I'm not just talking about the cross of the Lord Jesus, but I'm talking about the burdens that we bear. Can I tell you, moms and dads and families, when you have a kid in your life, if you think that that child will not bring pain or not bring difficulty, if you think that you will not have times where you have to pray and cry bitter tears, you're wrong. Because with children, yes, there is great rejoicing and yes, there is great peace. But yes, you pray for your, mom, for your babies. You pray for them. You fight for them. You stand with them. Jesus never told us that life would be easy. He only told us, in fact, in John chapter 16 and verse 33, he says, I have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart and mind. Here on this earth, earth you will have many trials and you will have sorrows. But take heart. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, I think Mary and Mary and Mary, I think they knew that. I think they knew who Jesus was. I think they had heard the plan of the Lord Jesus. And not only had they heard the plan of the Lord Jesus, they made a commitment. If he goes to the cross, I'm going to be there. And if you find later, we find the women actually gathering at the tomb of the Lord Jesus. Nobody else was there very early in the morning except for the angel. But, but Mary was there, individuals who will bear up underneath the cross. Listen to me. I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you're going through some of the stuff like Nianu's family is going through. and Some of the family is feeling that hard hurt in their heart right now. He, listen to me. I don't know. I can't go into your house. I, I don't see your pain. I, I don't know what all of your financial situations are. I've talked with many of you during this time. And I know you're having to bear up. I want to congratulate you for staying near the cross, even when it's difficult, for trusting in the Lord Jesus, for standing, for holding on, for believing God, for praying like you've never prayed before. He will get you through this, and ultimately, we overcome. Somebody praise God because we overcome. Go ahead. Praise you, Jesus. We are overcomers. We're going to stay near the cross. We're going to take up our cross, and we're going to trust him. I love the Mary. Somebody shout amen. Amen. But the scripture goes on, and in John chapter 19, Jesus is on the cross, and he looks down, and the Bible says, look at this, he saw his mother from the cross. And I know there's more in the scripture, but I just want you to circle that. He saw his mother, and he loved his mama. He loved her. He saw her, and he loved her. And I think he not only saw her, but he saw the others that were there. Was there anybody there that Jesus did not love? I'm telling you, he loved them. He loved them dearly. In fact, he also sees John. And John is often called the beloved, or as John calls himself. If you read the Gospel of John, John writes often, instead of calling himself by name, he gives himself another title, the disciple that Jesus loved. And some would suggest, well, did, you know, did Jesus love John more than the others? Well, they were certainly close friends, but... I would like to suggest to you that when the word love is used, when John writes that he is the disciple that Jesus loved, it is the word agape. Anybody glad that God loves you? I didn't say he loves everything you do all the time. I said, do you know that God loves you? Yes, I failed him before, but God still loves me. He agapes me. In other words, there's nothing you can do that will cause you not to be loved. John is a close disciple of the Lord Jesus. And I want you to know that I'm also the disciple that Jesus loves. 
Why don't you say that about yourself? Because sometimes you forget in the struggle when all you can see is the cross, when all you can see is pain, when you see somebody that you love who has passed, you say, what am I going to do with this pain? I want you to know that you are the disciple that Jesus loves. And Mary, 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 whoever you are, whatever your past is, and I'm thinking about Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene, and she's got a past. You know, there are mamas that have a past. There are women that have a past. But my past does not own me. My past does not control me because I have been in touch with Jesus, and Jesus loves me. Jesus has not forgotten you from the cross. Come on. I said, Jesus has not forgotten you. In fact, he knows you by name. Somebody thank God. Jesus has not forgotten me. Jesus has not forgotten you. He knows you. He's on the cross. And that's what I want you to hear. That's what I want you to declare in your own heart. Jesus has not forgotten you. He will not forget you. He knows where you are. I'm looking at, at, at Jesus as he's looking down at Mary. And you know, Mary is about to go through something. She's already a widow. And he looks down and he sees Mary. And he sees John, the beloved. And he makes the statement, first of all, he saw his mother. Just say this with me. He sees me. He didn't forget me. He sees me. And then he sees his mother and he says... Dear woman, here is your son. Now, when he said that, some of us would think when he says that, he's speaking of himself. Lord, mom, here I am. I'm still your son. But that's not what he was saying. You can almost see as he leans his crown of thorns forward and says, here is your son. And looks at John the beloved. And then he looks at John and his gaze casts back to his mother from the cross and said, here is your mother. He performs a divine connection of care. He has not forgotten his mama. Now what takes place from there? The Bible says from that time on, Mary went to live in the house of John. He cared for her. Let me just go ahead and remind you that the word of God tells us we're supposed to honor our father and our mother. Can I tell you in difficult times, your mama and your daddy need you. Don't forget mom and dad. Don't forget them. Honor them. Take care of them the rest of your life. Care for them. Love them if they're in need. Provide for them. Take them into your own. Whatever you need to do. But I love that Jesus honored his mother from the cross and that she was taken care of. But I want you to know the Lord knows what you need. And he's looking down towards you today. He hasn't forgotten you. You need to say this. The Lord has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. He knows your situation. He knows who you are. This is the nature of the Lord. He was taking care of the family business from the cross. I want you to know he's got a plan for your life. And you might say, well, I don't think so because I've had bad stuff happen in your life. I can't help but think about my own mom during this time. You've heard me tell stories about my mother, Mary. I'm telling you, she was a tough girl. I know stories and I actually witnessed her toughness 
her vitality during difficult seasons where she could not be stopped, where she would just keep moving forward. When I was burned severely as a child, the story is that they found her already with me wrapped up in a blanket. She was headed, running down the, the apartment building steps with me in her arms, going to take care of me. And in my life, I knew that she was powerful. I grabbed a little clip the other day. I was listening to a, a, a cassette tape of my mom. I was going through her stuff and I happened upon one that it did not say Mother's Day, but it was specifically from May the 8th, 1994. And on this tape, she was teaching about being committed to the Lord Jesus and how Caleb, when he decided that they were going into the promised land and Caleb, who was 80 years old, came and he made this speech in front of Joshua. I'm still as strong as I was when I was 40. And he pointed to a particular mountain. He said, give me this mountain. And mom talked about how committed and how we need to be committed. And then she made this statement as I was listening to this tape uh, uh, this week. This statement that she made was simply this. She said, you know, I believe that Jesus is coming soon. Now that was 1994. And mama was looking for the return of the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you, I believe Jesus is coming soon. Anybody else agree? I believe Jesus is coming soon. And then mom said, she said, but I don't know. She said, I want to go in the great catching away and the rapture of the church. She said, but if I die and you walk by my casket, I want it to be said of me that I was wholly committed to the Lord. I want to say that about my mom. Wholly committed to the Lord. I always saw her serve Jesus. I remember her praying for me. I have vivid memories of her sitting in our home when we were kids. And even when I was older, sitting in the corner with her Bible and a notebook, reading and praying. I can still hear her pray and seek the Lord Jesus. And I can say as one who walked by her casket that she was wholly committed to the Lord. But I want to call you also, no matter what you're facing in life, life. Be committed fully to the Lord Jesus. I'm not committed to things of this world. I'm not committed to material things. I am, first of all, fully committed no matter what happens in my life to the Lord Jesus. My mother, Mary, was named after her grandmother. Her grandmother raised her from the age of 12 all the way up through her teen years. It was at my great-grandmother's house, Mary Hyatt, that my mother lived as a teenage girl. It was there uh, at, on that piece of property at a church that my grandfather and my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother, Mary and John Hyatt, dedicated a piece of land, and they built a church there, uh, allowed a church to be built there where my mother got to know Jesus and where my father met my mother because of people that were praying. But I was thinking about Mary and Mary and Mary. Mary Magdalene, I was thinking about the, the Aunt Mary, uh, Mary's sister-in-law, how she must have felt when her, when her sons gave their life as martyrs for the Lord Jesus. How do you get through tough times? How do you get through it? I'm thinking about my great-grandmother Mary. Great-grandmother Mary lost a baby when she was very young, lost a husband in a train accident, lost uh, two sons 
in the Korean War, had another son who served in World War II, uh, went through all kinds of difficulty. Her, her husband, my great-grandfather, had a nervous breakdown. She took care of him uh, in his old age. Uh, her all oldest daughter married a man who was abusive, and she interrupted that situation in order to bless that family. But my mamma learned how to pray, and God restored her over and over. All I can remember about her is every time I went to her house, you could expect to be in the presence of God, and you could expect the family to gather for reunions, and she would be right in the middle of it. And I'm reminded of David's word when he said in Psalm 23 and 4, he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love those words, and I'm telling you today, God has not forgotten you. You embrace the truth of God's word. No matter what you're facing right now, God knows your name. He knows that he loves you, and he knows that you love him. Come on. You're all going to look back at this season. I know next Sunday we're supposed to get together, but I'm telling you, you're going to look back at this season. Aren't you glad that you never gave up on Jesus? Some of you got closer to Jesus than you've ever been. And, and we don't know how long this pandemic will last. We haven't seen the end of this thing. But you know that no matter what you're facing, moms, dads, young people, children, don't ever give up on Jesus. He's not going to give up on you. Somebody praise God for his word. Praise God for his word. But I'm thinking of Mary and what she must have held. How many have ever received a word from the Lord? Have you ever received a word where God just spoke something into your heart? And I'm, I'm thinking, Mary had several of these moments. She had a visitation from an angel where the angel told her what was going to happen. And uh, she said, how shall this be, being that I'm a virgin, that I'll have a child? And the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, said to her, don't, don't worry, I got this. The Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and the glory of the Lord is going to come upon you because that which is born of you it's going to be of heaven, conceived by the Holy Spirit. But still, even after you have a word from God, you've got to walk through that word. Does that make sense to anyone? Because sometimes you have a promise, but you have to walk through the promise. And you need confirmation. Right now, I'm giving some of you confirmation. Confirmation that you're going to get through it. Mary, after she became pregnant, one of the confirmations the angel gave her is that your cousin, Elizabeth, is pregnant. And that child is supernaturally. She already had passed her age of childbirth. She was well past the time in her life, an aged woman. And Mary says, what? She couldn't FaceTime her. So she took a trip, went to see Elizabeth. And when, and when Mary walked in the door, according to Luke chapter 1 and 42, she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And then she said, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I want you to receive this. Would you receive this? I want you to receive, as I close, I want you to receive these three blessings. One, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, secondly. And thirdly, blessed is she who believed. Those three particular blessings. Blessed are you among women. 
Now, I know on Mother's Day, I want the mamas to receive this because some of you might feel like you never measure up, like you're not good enough and you're comparing yourself to everyone else. But I want you to know the Lord Jesus knows your name. He has not forgotten you and you are blessed among women. God is raising you up. I want young women to understand this. I want teenage girls and kids to understand Little girl, listen to me. Teenage girl, come on, listen to me. Hear what I'm saying. You are blessed among women. God wants to use you. And can I talk to my brothers? You are also blessed. God has not forgotten you. He has blessings that he wants to pour out upon your life. He wants to do stuff in your life that you never dreamed that he would do. He wants to perform his good and perfect work in your life. And then he says, the second blessing from Elizabeth to Mary is, blessed is the fruit of your womb. Now, I want to talk to some mamas right now. I want you to know some of you are struggling. Some of you are concerned about the future of your children. But you understand this. Dads, moms, you've been here when I've dedicated a child before. And we gave that child to the Lord. And we held on to the word of God. We held on to his word. You remember some of the things that the Lord has said regarding blessing? We held on to it. This child now belongs to the Lord. And this promise is not just to you, Abraham, but it's to your children and your children's children. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And we hear that again at the day of Pentecost when Peter is preaching. And he says to them that this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And he goes on to declare this promise is to you and to your children and as many as are afar off. We are a part of that. Dads, moms, I know you're concerned, but blessed is your fruit. Blessed is your fruit. You gave your life to Jesus. You gave your children to Jesus. And some of you, kind of like Mary of Magdalene, you're saying, well, this isn't about me. I want you to know that some of us are standing today because of the fruit of Mary Magdalene. That's right. Some of you thought, my life is ruined. Your past is over. But you have made a stand. You're preaching the gospel. You're standing. And you're saying, no, Jesus has done this for me. Imagine what he could do for you. Praise Jesus. That last promise is this. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I'm just going to tell you this. He's going to finish what he started. Do you hear me? He's going to finish what he started. Somebody shout yes. Somebody in the house. Somebody in your house. He's going to finish what he started. He's not leaving this undone. What he's done in your life. What he's done in your home. What he's done in your family what he's doing through your life, the spiritual children that you're giving birth to. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to finish. He's that good. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the promise. I know too much. I have too much history to doubt God now. When I look back over the great women in my life, when I remember not only my mother, but my great-grandmother, when I remember them, when I think about my wife and the greatness, the ministry that's poured out of her life and other great women, my great grandmother, Lucy Hawker, who gave her life to Jesus and brought her family to serve the Lord. When I think about her, when I think of my grandmother, Tilda Hawker, now she sang and shared the gospel and traveled the countryside with my grandfather to preach the gospel. When I think about my grandma, Bertha, 
when I think about her faithfulness to the Lord Jesus and how even though she was abused by a man and though she lived in poverty at times, she kept believing in the Lord and God would prosper her and bless her supernaturally. People just knocking on the door and saying, the Lord told me to give you this. When I remember these stories, I am reminded God is not a man that he should lie. He'll finish what he started. He loves you recklessly. He loves you. He has not forgotten you. He loves you. He's keeping you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I couldn't think of anything better to say on a Mother's Day than to remind everyone that God has not forgotten you. And I know there are some moms that want me to say this to a kid that's watching somewhere else. God has not forgotten you. To a son, a daughter that's living somewhere else, God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. You might be going through stress or anxiety. You might have wounds, mother wounds, father wounds in your own life. God has not forgotten you. Stand near the cross. Some of you need to pray. Some of you ought to call on the Lord Jesus. And I want you to do this. I want you to to call. There's a number on the screen, 428-3277-757-428-3277. I have people sitting at the phones right now ready to pray with you, whatever your need is. But through the week, if you call and you can't get through, leave a message for me. Just leave us a message. We'll get back to you and we will pray with you. God wants to bless you. God wants to help you. Listen, some of you are thinking, Pastor Rick, you're nuts. I don't know what's going on. I've been watching this live stream and, and you know, I don't know Jesus. Listen, I hear that. I want you to know I love you right where you are. I'm so glad you're watching. I want you to know that we care for you and that Jesus cares for you. And this message may be exactly what you needed to hear to come home to Jesus. Or maybe just so you can begin to chase Jesus down, study about him, learn about him. He loves you. If you don't know Jesus, go ahead in in your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to grip you and say this, Jesus, I believe in you. Say it. You are the Lord. I put my trust in you. I trust in you completely. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life. I know that you died for me. I know you rose from the dead. Now draw near the cross with the other Marys. Be close to the cross. Be close. God has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. Go ahead and start calling as they sing. Go ahead and start calling. Would you do that? How he loves you. Never ending. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your promise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for healing the wounds. Thank you for healing mother wounds. Thank you for healing broken places in our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't deserve it till you give Call. Use our prayer number. Call 428-3277. Somebody is waiting. Somebody will pray with you. Somebody understands your hurt. They understand your struggle. They understand your pain. People have been through it before. We care about you. Jesus loves you right where you are. He loves you. He cares for you.
the cross, would you maybe grab some juice or a cracker that's nearby you right now? Would you do that? Grab just some bread. Maybe you can do it afterwards. But I want you to remember that Jesus loves you. It's one of the reasons that he instituted this Eucharist, this communion. He instituted so you would never forget that he will not forget. That he'll not stop healing you. He will not stop forgiving you. And so Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, this bread is my body broken for you. Take it and eat it, remembering me. then he took the cup and he said this cup is my blood blood of the new covenant that's poured out for you blessed it and he gave it to his disciples and said come take it and eat it drink it drink it in remembrance of me would you take the cup there you go now understand that he is close to you he's not so far away the resurrected Savior will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No matter what your wound is, take it to the Lord Jesus. Take it to the Lord Jesus. Take it to Him. Embrace Him. Allow Him to heal your heart. Speak to others. Confess your brokenness. Confess what's happening in your life. Call here. Talk to somebody here. Talk to somebody. Call the number here. Contact us. We want to pray with you. I want the peace of Christ to continue to be with you. I want you to know he'll never forget you. He knows your name. He knows your situation. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Give you peace. Sing this chorus again with us one more time at least. Come on. God bless you. Come back. Come to the drive-thru. Right through the parking lot. At... 2 o'clock, 2 to 4, for our Mother's Day celebration. God bless you all. I love you. The peace of Christ rests with you. Sing.